Hey, listen, welcome to episode seven. My name is Jeffrey Morris. Joining me here today is Rob Douglas. Hey, what's up? And our very <clears throat> special guest filling in for Nathan Wagner today, our good friend of the show, Chris Raymond. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So Rob and I and Nathan all met Chris back uh, a few years ago when we were all still in college. And beyond being a excellent gamer with amazing Halo skills, Batman is also um, what brings Chris uh, to us here today, as he is probably the biggest Batman fan I know, and we will be talking about Batman in our third segment of today's show, and kind of the history of Batman in video games, our favorite Batman games, and our kind of hopes and uh, dreams for the upcoming Batman Telltale series game. Uh, so Chris, where can uh, people find you online? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I've got a Facebook, it's uh, Chris Raymond, that's pretty the easiest way to find me. Uh, I've also got a couple uh, Instagram accounts, uh, my personal one is, oh crap, what is it, it's Deadman054 at G- or no, Doomguy054, that's right. Uh, and then I have a kind of a story that I tell with uh, little Lego guys, So and that one, SirCecil054, uh, and they're both on Instagram. So if you want to check them out, check them out. They're really awesome. So, yeah. yeah. If you love Legos at all, you will definitely appreciate uh, Chris's Lego account. Uh, just the other day, I think it was yesterday, he posted an awesome picture of Batman and uh, Joker, and uh, I think... Commissioner Gordon was in there, and Batgirl and everyone in the whole gang. He's got, like, all the figures. He blends them together. Uh, he has lots of cool Star Wars pictures and stuff, too. So uh, Lots of Star Wars. Yeah, definitely yeah. check those out. <laughs> I, I uh, showed them to my students a few times, and uh, they, they get a kick out of them as well. So really appreciate all those photos you do. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, let's uh, jump straight into our first segment, which would be the news segment. And we are going to be talking about the one and only Blue Blur Sonic the Hedgehog. Two new Sonic games were announced this week at Comic-Con. Uh, yes. Sonic Mania and then the kind of untitled uh, Project Sonic game are both announced for 2017. And basically, for those of you who did not hear about these two titles, Sonic Mania is a 2D pixel-based um, Sonic game. It literally looks like it could be running on a Sega Genesis. And... Um, it'll have kind of new uh, zones you play through, as, as well as kind of some reimagined zones that are kind of inspired from Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Um, and then there's also going to be the cool uh, classic kind of fake soda, pseudo uh, 3D uh, special stages where you like run around and collect the blue orbs, which I don't know about you guys, but those are always part of my favorite parts of the Sonic games, the special stages. Yeah, the special stages were super fun. Loved them. But never was all that great at them. <laughs> it definitely took a lot of practice. I didn't get good at it until I had like a Sonic game on PC, like that had a lot of the old Genesis games, and you could play just the oh, special yeah. stages. So I would just keep playing them over and over until I got good at it. Um, but yeah, the Sonic Mania looks like it's going to be what pretty much Sonic fans have been asking, I think, for a while. They made a Sonic the Hedgehog 4 game a few years ago, but it was using kind of 3D animation, and it was kind of bland, the music wasn't that great, and it wasn't really, I think, what people hoped it was. Well, I think this game definitely looks like it can live up to the classic original Sonic games, and Sega's really calling it, you know, a passion project born out of the fans' love for the classic Sonic games. So um, that'll be... Yeah, that'll be released quarter quarter one for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No, no Nintendo systems, which is interesting because Sega's had a partnership with Nintendo for 
the last few years, but I guess I wonder if they're I wonder if they're trying to separate themselves now because most of the Sonic games for the last few years have been pretty pretty horrible, and yeah. so I wonder if they're trying to branch out a little well, bit. I think they, if I remember correctly, they had a exclusive deal to put out. I think it was like five or six games with uh, only on Nintendo systems for like the next for like a two year period or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that that time period has finally ended. And so now they can kind of branch out and put Sonic on other stuff. And so I think you could be right. But at the same time, I feel like it can't be that hard to port a 2d, like pixely <laughs> Sonic game to a 3ds or a Wii U or NX will probably be out around then. So I don't know. I guess it could always come out later, but I thought that was kind of interesting. It was really interesting. Uh, I don't know that that could be, that could go either way. Um, but yeah, then the, the next Sonic game announced was, uh, didn't have a proper title yet, but it's just titled Project Sonic right now. That's coming out at the end of next year, holiday 2017. Um, and, the, and the interesting thing about this one is it is also announced for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, but also the Nintendo NX, which oh. is a system we know little to no official information about. We have some rumors <laughs> we'll be talking about here in a few minutes. Um, but they announced this game for the Nintendo NX, which I thought was interesting because Sonic Mania was not. Um, but this one is going to be developed by the Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors team, um, which I think most fans agree it's the best 3D Sonic games of the last five, ten years or so. Um, it will have the classic Sonic, like the little chubbier classic look, as well as the more modern Sonic with the long, skinny limbs. And so it looks like it's kind of going to be a sequel to Sonic Generations. Um, but I don't know, which of these two Sonic games are you guys most excited about you except for the more retro sonic mania or more the new sonic generations 3d type adventure with project sonic i think i'm more excited for the 2d simply because i enjoyed the 2d sonic games a lot more than i did the 3d sonics sonic generation was pretty cool but i can't betray my first love which was sonic 2 (laughs) <laughs> Back on the Sega Genesis, I played that one. I definitely was getting death. Sonic Two vibes from watching the trailer for Sonic Mania. So yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I gotta agree with you, Rob. Um, I remember, like, I remember a couple years ago, I took a bunch of my students to uh, ski retreat, and uh, it was getting later and later in the night. And one by one, they would like pass out and go to bed and all that stuff, and. Uh, event and it ended up just being me and one other student and we found a sega genesis with sonic sonic 2 on it (laughs) and so we just plugged it in and played it probably till like three o'clock in the morning we got to the very end and we ended up dying to the last boss and it was so so close but i mean that that always those games always were a lot of fun it wasn't about running around finding all the secrets it was more about just getting through the level at at a certain amount of time who could be the next the next level the fastest and that was just really fun for for me at least especially when i was a kid like i didn't really care about jumping around and all that i just like i just like going fast so no, uh, yeah, i'm more i i really appreciate the retro stuff i do like uh the the um 3d stuff too but there's just a special place in my heart for sonic 2 and even sonic 1 like just mm-hmm. the 2d platformers like i just love those games ever since i was a kid yeah, and it looks like they're sticking really closely to the original gameplay. Like, there's no homing attacks or like special tricks or other stuff like that that they've ex- kind of experimented with on some of their kind of recent 
2D type Sonic games. Um, so it looks very original, very classic. I think the only new move that Sonic has is called the drop dash, which is pretty much, I think, right when Sonic lands on the ground. If you tap the uh, spin dash button, you can like spin dash instantly, um, wow. which looks pretty cool. Uh, but it looks like it plays just like the old Sonic games. And the, the music in the trailer was awesome. It was very kind of retro, but still kind of a little bit more modern with electronic vibes and stuff. That very kind of funky Genesis feel. And so I'm excited just to hear all the, the music in this level. Is, or the music in the game as well. It should be some pretty good tunes. So Very cool. Uh, so our next news segment for this week is Nintendo NX rumors. These uh, came out earlier today. <laughs> Uh, Nathan messaged me. I was like, what do you think about the rumors? And so I'm like, what? So I looked up all the rumors. And uh, basically, Eurogamer um, verified with multiple sources. And they apparently are extremely confident um, that these rumors are true. As always, we got to take these rumors with a grain of salt. But um, basically, they're saying the Nintendo NX, as it has been long rumored, is going to be basically a handheld system. Um, <laughs> but it's also kind of... We, or it's going to be a hybrid where you can all the power and the beef of the system, the processing powers comes from the handheld itself, but you can also plug it into a device, whether it's an HDMI cord or something else that will basically put it onto your TV. So you can play it as you would like a traditional console. Um, And I think Nintendo's pitch supposedly is supposed to be take your games with you wherever you go. And so I think almost kind of like what a lot of people expected the Wii U to be with the gamepad, but yeah. the gamepad, obviously, you can take further than 10 feet away from your system. Uh, this, you can take your system anywhere you want, and supposedly there will be two detachable controllers on the handheld itself, and so you can, like, bring it to a friend's house or to work or something and kind of set up the screen, detach the two controllers so you can play locally with someone else, which I think that idea of having the removable controllers is really cool. Because um, it kind of really brings back that classic Nintendo uh, co-op local play like we had with the NES and Super NES. Um, but what well, do you guys the, think? Well, the controllers also, they had an image on the Eurogamer site, and it looks like the controllers are very reminiscent of like a pseudo uh, Wii controller with a NES controller. Like kind of that small directional pad yeah. type based controller with the joystick it looks like the joystick, but I mean, it's hard to tell. And obviously these are all rumors, but, um, I'll be honest. I'm not excited about another handheld type game. I, I'm, I like consoles better than the handhelds, but that's just me. And apparently some of the people in the comments as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Nintendo, um, consoles. I have special, special memories from, you know, playing my Game Boy and my DS and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, I think just, Nintendo consoles have always kind of got gotten me more excited and yeah. being able to play locally with lots of people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we can play games online nowadays and, you know, I can kick someone's butt online playing uh, Destiny or something like that. But it just isn't really the same as, you know, sharing the same screen, the same couch with your brother playing Street Fighter 2 and you can actually physically punch them when you lose and you're upset. <laughs> Um, I think it's it, cool that Nintendo is still kind of supposedly focusing on kind of that local play because I feel like most games nowadays are dropping local support in favor of online play only. So, Which is kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. But Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I like I like when games really accommodate for both and have good, mm-hmm. good online, but you can also jump online with uh, split screen mode. Like I was uh, talking just yesterday with Nathan, uh, um, we were kind of bummed that the Splatoon um, it does have a split screen kind of dual mode that you can play. Yeah. Um, but primarily, it's a single player only game, single player campaign. I mean, if you play anything online, which is you know the majority of the game's content. You can only play by yourself with the gamepad. Um, and we're just thinking, hey, if they make Splatoon 2, I, I really hope that they make it like a, almost like a Halo 3 type thing where you can jump online because the game is 4v4 already. You can jump online with three other people locally. You know, all four of us here on our couch play against another four people on their couch online in matchmaking. I thought that would just uh, make the game a lot more fun. Yeah. So I really hope more games start to do both the online and the local um, still in there. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't really know why they decided to go away from the whole like couch co-op thing or just local play in general. Like I like that was the that was the best times that I ever had when I was a kid. Like just being able to sit on the couch and play video games with my friends. Like I mean, yeah, online is nice, but I'd rather play my friends than somebody in like South Korea, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's fun because you get to yell at your friends right there and then. <laughs> you don't have to you do it over online and you're not going to lose the connection, and if your console dies right then and there, you're all still in the same room. Exactly. So you can all freak out and scream at each other <laughs> together, not online. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting, too, because Nintendo typically, with the Wii and even with a lot of the Wii U stuff, um, really favored the local play in games and, like, you know, all the Mario games. They have, you know, four-player co-op now and Mario Party and all those games, but they don't really have online play. Um, there's been a few exceptions with like Splatoon and um, some other titles, but yeah. um, they're kind of, I think, trying to find that balance between local play and online play. And, you know, should we do only online? Should we do local? Um, I'm not a game developer, so I don't know how hard it is to pull off both. But with games like Pikmin 3 that had really, really cool um, versus and dual modes in it, you can only play it locally. And Pikmin's kind of a niche game. So like, None of my friends really played Pikmin, so I only got to play it yeah. a few times. Um, while if it had online play, I would love to play it against randoms or play against like my cousin who lives in another state. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like it seems like we would tep- typically favor local play, but it's also nice to have online play if you mm-hmm. don't have friends nearby. If your friends are far away. Like Nathan and Jeff, You know, we've all played together online. We played Assassin's Creed Unity together once, and that didn't go so well because it's Assassin's Creed Unity. It's kind of like <laughs> playing a glitch bomb. But we definitely, I mean, that online capabilities is really nice when you can't be in the same location. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I do like, I like the local feel because, you know, it's just, it's so um, intimate and it's more fun to play with your friends right there. I feel like it's easier to interact with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, Kyle, Kyle in the uh, chat mentioned, you know, he's played the co-op split screen in uh, Legendary for Halo 2 for hours. And Same. So many memories playing Halo uh, split screen with both of you guys when we were back in college in our dorm <laughs> and I don't think we've really ever played Halo online with each other uh, since then but we've played so much of that game locally so yeah. um, I think I think uh, local play can really kind of have more of an impact with I think just your gaming memories in general like I, I remember playing those games with you guys yeah. locally well I don't really typically remember playing online with friends as much so a little more really special. quickly 
Going back in the comments here, Kyle Anthony asked us a question while we were talking about the NX. He asked us if we would rather have Breath of the Wild on the Wii U or the NX. So really quickly, we can answer this question. I would say if the NX has better graphics, I mean, it's it's hard to tell because we're all in the rumor stage with it. I think if it has better graphics for the TV screen, I might go with the NX, but I still like the console idea, so I think I would go with the Wii U on that one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with this question, obviously Breath of the Wild is coming out in the Wii U because they promised it to Wii owners years ago. Yeah. Um, but it obviously wouldn't make sense to have this brand new system out and a brand new Zelda that's taking five years to make and not put it on the NX. And so it was similar to the Twilight Princess situation that they found themselves in where it was coming out for GameCube and the Wii was coming out, so they put it on the Wii as well. And I ended up picking up the Wii version and I ended up really enjoying that one. Um, it was pretty much the same thing except for it had motion controls. And we don't know what the differences are between the two yet. I assume the NX version will possibly look a little bit better, but it'll probably be the same. And I am, I, I mean, I'm a huge Nintendo fanboy. I'm probably going to get the NX day one when it launches. So I will probably be picking up Zelda that same day if it comes out on launch day for the NX. I feel like um, most people who are going to get on Wii U are previous Wii U owners who aren't planning on upgrading to the NX. But if you're getting an yeah. NX, I feel like, you know, it's pretty obvious you should get the NX version. So, Absolutely. But, um, great. We, I think we're all excited to see what the Nintendo NX is. The rumor also stated, supposedly it will be revealed formally in September. Um, Nintendo briefly announced the system uh, a little over a year ago but has given zero information up to then. And so everyone's kind of eagerly <laughs> waiting for official news and um, an announcement of the console. I think Nintendo should really announce it in this next month or so while everyone's still talking about Pokemon Go and Nintendo stocks and everything. And while they're in the news, I think it would be good to kind of ride this wave while they can. But uh, then again... Depends on what they're going to do with Pokemon Go and... I mean, this is Nintendo, so Nintendo I mean, Nintendo's one of those companies that just kind of does its own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's Nintendo for you. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure when it ever gets announced, we will be talking on many episodes about it, as yep. it will hopefully be very exciting. Um, anyways, moving on. Segment number two. Uh, this is going to be a quick segment. We are going to highlight just a few savings and deals uh, that we thought you guys, our listeners, would benefit from. Um, we will be talking about Batman Arkham Knight here in a few minutes, but to go along with that conversation, it is on sale for $10 this week at Best Buy, even cheaper if you have the Gamers Club Unlocked discount, which in my opinion, $10 for this game is an absolute steal. steal. I oh, think yeah. we can all three agree on that as <laughs> we've all three played the game uh, quite a bit. Um, it's still installed in my console, I, even though I've beaten it, because I keep going back to it. You know, There's just so much there. 100%, and side missions are a blast. I don't have the um, most of the DLC packs yet, but um, I've seen that go on sale a lot on PSN as well, so tempted mm-hmm. to pick that up as well. But $10 for this game, definitely pick that up if you haven't gotten yet. Yeah. And then Uncharted 4 is on sale for the cheapest I've seen it since it's released. Uh, for $40 on Amazon.com. And uh, I will be giving uh, some brief impressions later on the show. I finally got it this week. Uh, got it as a birthday gift. And I've been playing it almost nonstop these last three days. If you 
follow me on Twitter, you can uh, see all the pictures I've been taking. <laughs> Rob sent me a text, and he's like, are you even, like, playing the game, or are you just taking photos? Because <laughs> it was just, literally, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and just about every other Twitter uh, post from you was, or every other tweet on my uh, feed, and I have a lot of people that I'm following. <laughs> I have probably 500 people I'm following, and I'm going through, it's like, Jeff taking our picture. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> I finally texted him, like, oh my gosh, Jeff. Are you actually even playing this game, or are you just walking around taking pictures of it? Well, this, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to talk about it later, but it's just one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. And, like, there's so many moments in the game where you literally just stop moving, you just scroll the camera around, you just look, and you're just, like, taking the view. It's just breathtaking how amazing this game looks. And I've always been into photography, but I've never owned a nice camera, and so I'm using this as an excuse to practice my photography skills. I just take pictures in Uncharted 4 since... I can't have a nice camera, so because you can make it look really, really nice, and it's really easy. So, a lot of fun. But, anyways, pick that up, forty dollars, and then Rob, I saw you highlight a few uh, bundles. Okay, so there's a couple of um, online websites that offer some. We've talked about some of them before, but uh, Bundle Stars right now has this uh, what they call a Sega Genesis pick and mix, and so most of Sega Genesis games are now released on PC. And if you go on there, you can. There's, uh, they have three bundle packages that you can pick up, and it's the first one is you get to pick any five games, and I think it's two dollars. The second one is you get to pick ten, and it's uh, four dollars or three dollars. And the next one was you get to pick twenty of the Sega Genesis lineup games that they had on this page, and there was at least I think I counted uh, sixty of them. Hmm. So they had sixty Sega Genesis games, twenty games, five dollars. Wow, that's awesome. That's so a, you could you could just go through and pick your favorite ones. I saw Vector Man, which was one of my favorites growing up. I saw almost all the Sonic games, which we were just talking about a few minutes ago, Sonic 1 and 2 and all those. So nice. check that out. Looks super cool. That's Bundle Stars. The other one that is uh, going on currently right now, we've talked about Humble Bundle before. Humble Bundle is a website that you can give money to. You get really good AAA games or indie games. They have comics, they have books that they sell and all this stuff. But almost as much of the, how much ever you pay, a lot of that can go to charity, things like uh, Doctors Without Borders and um, uh, Gamers Play and some of those ones that are, are really good charity organizations that help people around the world, help uh, children in hospitals, help sick people everywhere. They're really good organizations, but part of the funds that you put to those bundles can go to that. So Humble Bundle, right now they have a deal on 2K games, which includes games like Spec Ops The Line, which is absolutely incredible and mind-boggling, Civilization V, Duke Nukem Forever, I saw NBA 2K16 on there, Mafia 2, and the Bureau XCOM Declassified, as well as if you pay $15 or more, you get the Borderlands pre-sequel, plus several other games mixed in there. It's just a really good deal, so check that out. Sweet. Thanks for highlighting all those games. Rob is the king at finding those uh, sweet bundle deals. (laughs) Um, Always looking for a bundle. So So, we're going to jump into our main segment today, segment number three. We are going to be talking about the history of Batman video games, as well as kind of our thoughts and impressions on the Batman Arkham series, which has really kind of brought Batman into kind of the front limelight of video games and um, really good licensed video games. There's been so many 
uh, poor attempts at superhero and licensed video games over the years, but uh, when the first Batman Arkham uh, Asylum game came out, it kind of really changed that narrative. And so uh, I thought I would start off this segment by just kind of going through the earliest Batman game, um, working our way up chronologically up to Batman Arkham Knight. And Rob and Chris, you guys can feel free to just jump in whenever if you've played one of these Batman games and give kind of what your impressions are. Um, so our first title, first ever Batman video game ever made, was just titled Batman. It came out <laughs> in 1988. Oh, wow. Um, it was That's for, before the first movie came out. <laughs> yeah, like the old Apple and Commodore 64 uh, computers. And basically, it was kind of designed to look like almost like a comic book panels and stuff. So it was very oh, comic-based, okay. I guess. That was pretty um, neat. Yeah, and then the... Batman game that um, I ended up, the uh, first Batman game I ever played was just titled Batman and it was released for the NES. It was inspired by the 1989 Batman film and the only thing really I remember about this game, I, I don't remember it being super good. I mean, I remember it being okay. It was pretty much just a platformer. You go left to right, beat people up. Kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. But <laughs> the music in this game was amazing. Like the first, oh, yeah. the first stage in Batman for NES is like still one of the catchiest songs like of all time. It's a very, very underrated uh, song from that era. So go check that on YouTube if you've never listened to it. Uh, Batman Stage One. Um, I remember playing that game a little bit, and you didn't you? Well? Wasn't one of the weapons you had? You had the the batarang, and you would throw it, and it was kind of like the the boomerang type thing essentially yep. you just throw it and it would come back to you and just kept throwing it on and on oh, and yeah. on and it had some uh, platforming where you go up and down different platforms you yep. can use like yep. your little your little claw to jump up to the extra ones classic um, game yeah and they also released that on the game boy uh, i think the next year um according to my list here and then they also released on the genesis uh the year after that so it was popular enough to get two ports so it means it's a good game um, and then they made a Batman game for the PC, which apparently was similar to the original Pac-Man game. You would view it from like an overhead perspective, and Batman would go through mazes and get items, which I've never played, but sounds interesting. It's probably uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also a Batman Atari release. Um, it was based on the Batman movie. It was just a scrolling fighting game. Um, that was in the arcade, and uh, it was made by Atari, put out in the arcades. And then... The first kind of big Batman game was Batman Return of the Joker, developed by Sunsoft. That was for the Game Boy Genesis and the NES. And they were going to make a Super Nintendo version, but ended up getting canceled because they made Batman Returns. And that was for the Super Nintendo, as well as Sega CD, Genesis, Atari, pretty much every system out at the time. And Chris, you'd played this version before, right? Oh, yeah. That game was like my one of my favorite Batman games when I was a kid. That, that was such a fun game. Did you uh, awesome. only play as Batman, or did you? Could you play as Robin too? Do you remember? Uh, well, it was based on the on the movie at that time. I don't oh, remember okay. what year it was, but it was based on Batman Returns, oh, where right. Batman is fighting Penguin and uh, and uh, Catwoman, and so it didn't. It hadn't. It had not introduced Robin at that point. Was so that the he Tommy was... Lee Jones one, or no, that, that yeah, that Tommy the Lee we... Jones one was the one with Robin, the first Robin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but this particular game was fun because it it was uh, if you for those of you who remember there were uh, 
there were a couple arcade games out at the same time. Uh, there was the X-Men arcade game and the Simpsons arcade game where you kind of, it was a side scroller and you could go up the street and down the street and multiple foes would come into the screen and you'd have to beat up the foes to get, to keep progressing. And it was literally, it was basically the same kind of thing as that only you were Batman. And so <laughs> it was just a, you know, kind of a side scroll, uh, uh like my words. Beat em up, right? What's that? It was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up kind of. Yeah, exactly. It was a side-scrolling beat-em-up game, and it was just—it was just a lot of fun. Like you could, ju- and you could jump and kick people off motorcycles. It was so awesome. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of the definition of, like, literally every Batman game mm-hmm. up until Arkham uh, Asylum was. It's kind of like this, but Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Run around, beat people up as Batman. Yeah, that's an um, excellent definition. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, after that, they released Batman, the animated series video game, 1993 for the Game Boy, based on the animated series of the same name. Great series. Um, and you could play as Robin, I think, for the first time in that video game. Uh, apparently, you played as Robin in two levels. And then oh. the next major game for consoles was The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Also, Genesis, Sega CD, and Super Nintendo. Hmm. And it looks like it was another beat-em-up and also kind of like a shooter in the style of the Contra series. And you could play as Batman and Robin in that one as well. And then Batman Forever came out the next year, 1995, for all major systems at the time. And as opposed to, I think, Batman Returns, the graphical style uh, for this one was based almost kind of like Mortal Kombat-y, where it kind of would use digitized uh, actors rendered as like the sprites. So it was trying to go for that realistic look, I think. Is that right, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was kind of it was it was very similar to it was kind of like a combination of the two, both Batman Returns and Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, you it took away that aspect of that 3D, like going up and down the street into going left and right, kind of like a Mario game. Well, only, yeah. and then it would throw guys in at you, kind of the same way that Batman Returns did. Um, yeah, and it and it gave you a little bit more access to different gadgets as you went along, and so that and so that was basically kind of what it was. It was a little bit of a, it was kind of like a watered down version of Batman Returns. Gotcha. Um, released after that, The Adventures of Batman and Robin Activity Center for Microsoft Windows was a puzzle game. I don't think more than five people played that one, but uh, thought I'd mention it. <laughs> uh, they also made a Batman Forever arcade game, which came out in arcades as well as later to the PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and uh, Windows. Another uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up game you play as Batman and Robin based off the movie. Then there was just Batman and Robin the video game for the original PlayStation. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. 1998, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, for Nintendo 64 and PlayStation, I never played this, but I remember seeing it at Blockbuster and wanting to rent it because um, I was a huge Batman Beyond fan uh, based off the animated uh, series. Um, did either of you guys play this one? I didn't. I remember playing some Batman Beyond game, but I think it was an online game. And I, I honestly, to the, to, I can't remember. It was kind of like the original, like the 3D, like SNES, Genesis mm-hmm. type one but i don't remember hmm. i don't remember playing that one much apparently it was published by ubisoft in uh, 2000 so interesting oh interesting um next was batman chaos and gotham for game boy color batman gotham city racer which was a racing game uh for the playstation 2001 batman vengeance in 2001 as well which was a platform game with third person shooter elements um that was for gamecube ps2 and xbox 
Batman Dark Tomorrow for GameCube and Xbox, um, which was apparently written by a Final Fantasy writer. Um, oh, interesting. Batman Justice Unbalanced for Microsoft, uh, Windows, and Mac, uh, Macintosh. And there was actually Batman Justice Unbalanced and a Batman Toxic Chill. They were both educational games, and they were aimed for <laughs> 7 to 10-year-olds. And so um, I never played either of these. I don't know if they're any good. I know they... That was Probably not. The early 2000s was kind of that educational computer game phase where there was a lot of games like that. Oh, yeah, like Math Blasters and... Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was the Jumpstart ones and all those. Yeah, everyone. Both, both those games education. came out in 2003. And then um, as well as Batman Ryan, Rise of Sin Zhu, who was apparently a new villain who debuted in that game, was created by artist Jim Lee, who's probably my favorite Batman artist from the comics. That's good. Um, and that came out in GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. Um, and then there was the Batman Begins video game based off the movie, which is was almost kind of like a predecessor to Arkham Asylum. It had a lot of that stealth platforming and driving, but at the same time, it was a movie-based game that just didn't have enough time in the oven to be made. So I think it just didn't... Well, probably wasn't the best game, and that was for GameCube, PS2, and Xbox as well. I think that was the unfortunate problem with most video games based on movies. They were all pretty awful, because they all had to come out on a deadline related to when the movie came out, and it just... Published by EA Games and Warner Brothers, and developed by Eurocom, so... Um, And that was kind of the end of getting a Batman game, like, every year or two, um, because most of those games came out pretty close to each other. They gave Batman a three and a half year rest to bring back Batman with a vengeance with Lego Batman the video game in two thousand eight, which was yeah, Legos. by Traveler's Tales. And I think that was one of the first um first Lego games to have voice acting, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because the original because the first Lego games that were kind of along that same series were the Lego Star Wars games, and they didn't have voice acting, they just had the sounds. Yeah, would make. and so they, they had the first Lego Batman, and that kind of brought Batman, uh, got a lot of good, re- good reviews for the 360 Wii PS3. Um, and then to follow that up with two years later in 2010, Batman Arkham Asylum, which was developed by the now famous, because of this game, Rock City <laughs> Studios, and featured Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, uh, reprising their roles um, from the animated series, and... Um, I think when I first played this game, my mind was kind of blown with how a licensed video game could be this well-made of a game. And a character that I've loved for so long could actually be in a legit, amazing Game of the Year contender video game. Um, What what are your guys' impressions from first ever playing Arkham Asylum? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like, you know those childhood moments where you play a video game for the first time and you are just blown away like you cannot take your eyes off of the screen you can't put the game down you can't stop playing you just have to finish the game arkham asylum Mm -hmm. was that one of one of many games like that but that was the game for me really yeah yeah uh i remember the first time i ever played uh i was at i it was after my years at corbin i was actually attending a different college and i stopped by gamestop on my way home from that from that college one day and i found it and it was there for 15 bucks and i was like you know 
I haven't gotten a new video game in a while. I remember, I think it was actually you, Jeff, that suggested Batman Ar- the Arkham games to me. Okay. And um, so I thought, you know, for 15 bucks, I'll give it a try. And if I like it, I'll keep it. And if and if I don't like it, I'll bring it back. Seven hours later, <laughs> I'm, beating, <laughs> I'm beating the Joker. And it's just like, it looks like what you said, Rob. It was just a, like, I am Batman. This moment where I am the favorite superhero that I've had since I was a kid. And it's like, oh my gosh, wh- what is this? This is amazing, you know? It was just it was just an incredible time. It was just an incredible game to just pick up and go through. It, I, I loved it. It was great. I, I feel like the original um, Arkham Asylum had the perfect amount of collectibles as well. Because I yeah. love finding collectibles in games and like solving the riddle challenges was really cool. I've never really seen something like that in a video game. And I actually 100% of the original Arkham Asylum, the first time I, I went through it, I just kept going back and finding every single trophy and solving the riddles. And there was a lot of them, but there wasn't like so many that got overwhelming. Um, and so I really enjoyed doing that. And I think the combat system at the time was like mind-blowing because there wasn't really any other combat system and really any video game ever made that was so smooth and felt good and satisfying like Batman Arkham Asylum and um, look around video games today and almost every single video game has pretty much taken that and kind of copied that same style where you you know the X or the square button is your punch button the top triangle or Y button is your counter and it's just it was such a successful kind of combat um, mechanics that it's um, really changed the video game industry, which is awesome. Well, and not to mention that, but also, like, the the map itself felt, it was small. The asylum was really small. But it wasn't, it didn't feel underwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was really a perfect size, and you got to revisit a lot of the same sites for different reasons, which felt really nice. Um, I have to agree with Kyle, though. He said that he felt the end of Asylum was a little bit of a letdown. I agree. I think Asylum was, I mean, it had such great character development. The villains were incredible. You know, the first time you see Killer Croc in the intro, I mean, you got goosebumps. I mean, it was just (laughs) so incredible because you're sitting here and, like, these characters that you've read on comics and, you know, watching the shows and the movies and everything, here they are in real life, in the flesh, and doing what they do best. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. But I, I, I do think the ending had its, it was not horrible but i would classify it as meh yeah um i i still think the scarecrow sections where he kind of unbeknownst to you the player you get infected with scarecrow's fear gas and you just start like going on this crazy trip and things start like shifting and falling apart and you're like how is this even happening you see this giant scarecrow i just the first time that ever happened to me i was just like blown away i thought it was like the coolest thing ever um, so uh, I was really did, excited when they brought Scarecrow back for the. Did um, it really mess with you when the um, console shuts down? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. I, oh I, yeah, that's I right. Forgot about that. It, like, like the screen like flickers and stuff, right? It like flickers and it, like freezes and stuff, and you're like, wait, what? And then it the like little thumbstick to continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? I don't understand. And then it restarts the game completely you're like wait no no i just did all that work what is going on (laughs) and then you as batman are you know joker's driving the car and you're tied up instead of joker at the beginning you know it's just like reverses roll everything it just was like a mind twist it was so fun i love that it was just blew 
my mind just trying, you know, when that first happened. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good Joker moment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a great Joker moment. So as a huge fan of the Joker, I've appreciated um, how much he's kind of been in all three of the Arkham games. And they did a great job writing the Joker's lines and scenes. Um, but uh, moving on, past Arkham Asylum, they made a Batman the Brave and Bold video game for the Wii and the Nintendo DS in 2010. Um, nothing too special about that one, I don't think. But uh, the sequel to Arkham Asylum came out in 2011 called Batman Arkham City. Oh, yeah. And Hamill said it would be the last time he voiced the Joker, but he did end up coming back again <laughs> for Batman Arkham Knight in 2015. And I think he also just put out a animated movie voicing the Joker again. So yep. I think he'll play that role till his grave. <laughs> yeah, I actually went and saw that movie last night, and oh, nice. uh, he actually mentioned the fact that he had announced his retirement right after Arkham Arkham City, and he kind of said that you know he was as soon as he said that he felt like I'm gonna end up kicking myself in the butt for this. Like he, he just had <laughs> that, that. <laughs> feeling, and then sure enough, Arkham Arkham Knight comes out, and then this movie comes out. Not to mention a couple other like uh, other movies that I can't that are kind of out of my head right now but yeah yeah, he it definitely wasn't his last and i don't think this this will be either yeah i mean he's he's just so good and so iconic because he's been playing the role for for so long and so many people hear his voice you know when they read the comics and stuff and so i think it's it's awesome that he's able to kind of put his put his uh, take on the character in these great video games and movies so um batman arkham city i think was probably my favorite story-wise out of the three Arkham games. The ending was a little bit too crazy for me. Like, I think they just kept trying to go oh, a little man. bit more over the top at the end. And oh, we won't go into specific spoilers or anything in case people... No, we won't spoil anything. But, um, no. Ending was, I think, a little bit too crazy for me. Um, but uh, overall, I think the story of Arkham City was probably my favorite one. Uh, what do you guys think? I love the ending. Actually, to be honest, I think... Arkham City took everything that Arkham Asylum was doing and made it 100% better. Mm-hmm. The world was better. It was big, but it didn't feel big. No. You guys noticed that? You felt like you revisited a lot of the spots. I actually 100% all the collectibles on that one as well. Wow. That, that is a feat because Arkham City, I know, had a lot more. It had a it had lot. too many collectibles, in my opinion. <laughs> it was 440 Riddler trophies. Yeah, That's it was insane. a lot. It took me a long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time spent staring at random puzzles trying to figure out <laughs> what does this even do. Yeah. But I thought it was by far the best game in the series. Mm, yeah. Cool. That's my thought. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I loved Arkham Knight. Um, I loved the fact that you could drive the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, as a standalone game, I think Arkham Knight is great. Uh, but it's but that's kind of what it is. It's not really. I mean, it is a it is technically in the Arkham City series, and it do, is a continuation of the story. But it's kind of more of an appendix or an epilogue than really a contribution hmm. to the story of Arkham City. Yeah. I really do think that Arkham City was the best game, um, and I stand. I like not by much. I think Arkham City and Arkham Knight stand head to head with each other. But I think just the fact that you know, we have expert comic book writers writing Arkham City. You've got the end, like you've got the ending to Arkham City. Once again, won't spoil it. And you've just got that. I mean, it's it's just it just closed everything well. It 
like what you said, Rob, about how it, how it just made everything 100% better from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I, like, it, it was just that next step up, and it was it – was, I, I still think it was a perfect game. It was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. It also introduced for the first time the ability to play as a separate character – as you could play as a Catwoman in Arkham City, and I think they also had a few challenge maps the, where you could play as Nightwing, and I think. Well, you could also play as with Nightwing in the uh, Harley Quinn's Revenge DLC, which I did buy and did beat. For was, Arkham City. Arkham City. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but I think as far as main game goes, I think Catwoman was available in the main game. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Arkham City was the first one to do that, and it pulled mm-hmm. off pretty well. Um, but uh, moving on, Lego Batman 2 came out the next year in 2012, <laughs> titled DC Superheroes. And actually, kind of a fun fact, in this one, Batman is voiced by Troy Baker, who would later go on to voice the Joker in Batman <laughs> Arkham Origins. So I yes. thought that was kind of ironic. You sure it wasn't Two-Face? <laughs> um, I, think, I think he actually was Two-Face in uh, Arkham City as well. <laughs> that would be really funny. Uh, yes. I think like, he was one also, side's Batman, one side's Joker. I have a note he was also Superman <laughs> in... Uh, another dc game man he just plays all of them yeah he's got them all down that's awesome (laughs) that's great Um, and then speaking of arkham origins that would be the next batman game which was released in 2013 it was the prequel to arkham asylum and arkham city and this one i feel like is kind of like the unrecognized stepchild of the arkham games (laughs) because it wasn't developed by rocksteady studios no it was Um, the first it didn't have kevin conroy and mark hamill and it had like a multiplayer mode and um i think it was just interesting i haven't actually started it yet i picked it up a few weeks ago i found it for like five dollars and so i figured it might be a good time to to finally play through it but i know both of you guys have played it so what were your thoughts do you think it should really be included up there in the conversation with the other arkham games or what do you think it feels different. Um, the big thing about Origins is it didn't really change any of the gameplay. There was a couple of new gadgets that you could play with, but other than that, there really wasn't anything new or revolutionary. And what I found about the map in Origins was, while it was big, after a while, it just felt redundant. Like, it didn't feel very... It didn't feel like there was a lot there. I actually also 100% the collectibles on that one, because I think there was only, like... 200 riddler trophies and there was there wasn't as many and it didn't feel as big overall once you started getting into it but i did the big thing about origins that i loved was the way they played the villains Mm -hmm. and how you had to fight all of them and the one fight that literally took me hours to beat deathstroke (laughs) oh my goodness i spent so many times I was I was only playing on normal. I mean, <laughs> it took me, I think it took me two and a half, three hours to beat him finally. And when I beat him, I I toss the controller down and you know was screaming at the TV and the neighbors were coming in and trying to figure out who the final boss fight or he's not the final boss oh. fight. He's like one of the first bosses you fight. Really? I think it's only like an hour into the game that you fight him. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I, it was a really I love that challenge element. It when it was it reminded me a lot of the older video games where you actually had to think about how to beat this villain. Mm-hmm. You had to have the perfect timing, yeah. know their weaknesses, you know, that sort of thing. The I think my favorite boss fight in all the Arkham games was Arkham City's uh, Doctor Freeze. 
Because <laughs> yeah. you had to basically really think about it, and you basically had to fight him by taking him down, I think, in like 10 different ways or something. And so, you know, one was using like uh, explosive battering or something. Another one was like blowing up a certain explosive part of the room. Another one was popping up from underneath the vent. And basically, you couldn't use the same trick uh, twice. So you had to basically find how many different ways can I attack him because as soon as you did it once, uh, he would uh, be wise to you and he wouldn't let you do it again. So I thought that fight was really cool. But yeah, uh, what was one of your favorite boss fights, Chris? Uh, you know, I re- uh, let's see. So I gotta say kids. that probably my favorite boss fight that I've done so far in in the Batman games that I've in the Arkham games that I've played. Uh, Deathstroke is pretty high up there. Um, just because like it, it was such a physical fight. Like it wasn't like, I mean, I loved Mr. Freeze. That was a great fight. Uh, it, it kept you on your toes. You had to think on your feet. Um, but it, but the thing that I loved about death, death, the fight with Deathstroke is, uh, just the fact that it was you versus somebody just about as good as you. And you had to go fist to fist with him and just do your best to, to kick his butt. Um, I'd say probably my most favorite boss fight, though, was probably uh, Electrocutioner in Arkham Origins. Uh, Rob oh, Dyer, yeah. That guy. That guy was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that, was a, that was a really fun boss fight. So I think the best part about fighting the Electrocutioner was after you beat him and you got his shot gloves. Oh, yeah. That was great. Those were so much fun. <laughs> yeah. The shot gloves were awesome. You guys are getting me... Uh... Stoked for Origins. I'm going to have to play through that next week or something now. <laughs> yeah, it, I'd recommend It's fun, yeah. <laughs> right. There are there are so many good villains throughout the series. I mean, it really is hard to pick one yeah. boss fight. Like Kyle Anthony said, the Grundy fight was pretty cool, and it was. It was super. Oh, that's true. That yeah. was challenging. Grundy's in Origins? Uh, Not in Origins. No, he's in City. Yeah. Oh, was uh, he in City? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he was. He was the second boss in City, I think. Yeah. Or third. Right. Yeah. I can't remember but, I mean, I think the best part about the Arkham series when it comes to their bosses is that you cannot really beat the same one twice the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always retain, even in Asylum, which was, you know, probably the most, you know, cut and copy type game of the series, mm-hmm. you just always felt like you had to do something different. Like, I mean, Doctor, you know, for with uh, Mr. Freeze, you had to use stealth, you know, and some of the stealth mm-hmm. tactics that you developed throughout the game. Um, Scarecrow, you had to run and hide and, you know, not get caught by a sight, you know, and then, uh, Grundy, you had to use the ports to zap him and drain the strength and chain him down and Bane, you had to get him to run into stuff and break things. And I mean, it was just all the villains in the series have a unique take on them. Yeah. And I mean, every fight that you fight against them is just... You know, it just makes you feel good. It feels good to be Batman. I mean, one of my favorite fight, another one of my favorite fights is the fight with Ra's al Ghul in um, oh, yeah. Arkham City. Because, I mean, you're just fighting a bunch of copies of him. And there's one point where they all, like, there's probably like 27 of them. And they all just tackle you. And you just have to hit a certain button a certain amount of times. And then you just, bur- like, just <laughs> blow them all off of you just n- using nothing but your arms like that is awesome that is what it means to be batman and that's (laughs) right exactly it just 
it just makes you feel like Batman as you're fighting these villains. Yeah. Uh, same thing with uh, Professor Pig in Arkham Knight. That was another. Oh yeah, that one was uh, just being like having to figure out how to put these. That one took me a while. Yeah, that was. It was just. It was. Yeah. Then I. Yeah. The bosses. And it's just a great series that actually makes you feel like Batman. Yep. Yeah. That's that what the I, best part about it. So mm-hmm. moving on. Batman Arkham Origins also had a mobile release, which was called Blackgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, excuse me, not mobile, but a handheld release. They yeah. actually made a version for the PlayStation Vita and the Nintendo 3DS. So it was more of a side-scrolling type stealth game. Um, ended up coming to consoles later on as well, getting ported. Um, didn't play that, but I uh, thought it looked interesting. Um, I haven't played it yet either, but it did look like it was an interesting game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they also, at the end of 2013, made a Batman arcade game, which was an open-world driving game featuring 10 different Batmobiles, so pretty much every Batmobile from the movies. I didn't even know this thing existed until about a year ago. I went to Spokane uh, to visit some family, and they had this in, giant arcade, Batman arcade machine in this uh, restaurant where we were out. I'm like, I must play this. <laughs> I drove around with the Batmobile, and it was a ton of fun. Um so definitely check that out if you ever see it in the arcades. And then the uh, last um, two Batman games on here are Lego Batman 3, Beyond Gotham, which uh, you've played that one before, right, Chris? Uh, actually, that's the one Lego Batman game that I haven't played yet. Okay. Um, I've I, The only reason why I haven't is because I've had a list of other games that I've go, gone through, and somebody told me that it wasn't an open world, so I've kind of put oh. it off to the side and said, oh, I'll get to that later. That's weird uh, that it make it an open world. I really like that in Lego Batman too. Yeah, you, I, I would have thought that they would have continued that, but I guess that they I mean, they kind of sacrificed that for more of a story-driven game. Gotcha. So, I mean, it sounds like sense. it would be a good one. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to, to pick it up yet. Gotcha. Well, uh, that makes sense. Be sure to hit us up on our Twitter. Let us know if Lego Batman 3 is good or down in the chat if you're in the show right now. Um, and obviously, the most recent Batman game released in June of last year, Batman Arkham Knight, the final in the Arkham series. Um, so far. the Joker, who appears kind of throughout the game with like illusions in Batman's mind because he's getting messed with. And uh, we won't go too much into the story, but even though, for those of you who have played Arkham City, and know the ending to that game. Um, the Joker is featured prominently in this game. It's probably, I think, the most the Joker's featured in any of the three games, which made me really excited because I love uh, the Joker, and I think Mark Hamill's just a genius, like we talked about. And it's actually the first Batman game that's ever received a mature rating from the Entertainment mm-hmm. Software Rating Board, which, thinking back on it, I don't really remember it being too much more mature than the other Arkham games, but thought that was an interesting thing to mention as well huh interesting i'm actually only about 25 percent done with the story okay so i'm not super far into it yet but so far my initial impressions is the story is really interesting i'm, I'm actually at the point you know where the joker is starting to mess with you and all nice. and it's really unique it's really it's a really good take on the series and it's fun to play with you know I mean, Batman, when he's a little bit older, a little bit more mature as well. And, you know, he's seen a lot. But, when it, you know, it's a gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. My biggest complaint with Knight is actually the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. The Batmobile is very controversial. Man. I feel like it's hard to... I am str- I love it. It's a it's super cool weapon. I love playing with it in tank mode. 
<laughs> but not at driving it. Because hmm. I think I, I, this goes back to, um, I'm not very good at racing games in general. Hmm. And driving segments in most games are pretty horrible. And this one sort of still feels like driving a Rhino with blindfolds on. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely is more of a tank that you're driving. But when you are in the driving mode, one thing I did appreciate is when you see, like, other little cars or stuff, you can literally just, like, pancake them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can just, like, push the boost button and just, like, make them, like, explode pretty much. Uh, it reminds me a lot, almost kind of like the old Burnout games, where you to, like, take down other cars and stuff. So I kind of like that aspect of it. But at the same time... Like, the whole point of, like, Batman in that game is, like, he's not, like, killing anyone. And at the same time, I'm, like, running over people with a tank, like, in the middle of the street. I'm, like, there are cars on this road? I'm, like, technically, I guess there's no on-screen deaths, but I'm leaving, like, this giant wake of bruised and broken bodies that are probably dying five minutes later. So I felt kind of bad, but um, I don't know. It, it's fun, but I think they put a little bit too much... Um, gameplay where they force you into the Batmobile or the tank. Where it did yeah, that's, a a, that's the thing. Like, I like the option of having it, but being forced to use it for certain things mm-hmm. is frustrating. Especially, um, I've been doing a couple of the Riddler channel uh, challenges. Riddler racetracks are hard. <laughs> and most of the Riddler ones have to do with the car, and that actually drives... I don't like that, because one of the reasons why I love Riddler's challenges is because I got to use some of the gadgets and really mess with him and do these cool things, you know, and sneak through the back channels and, yeah. you know, be the Batman. But I just feel like it's a glorified there, tank simulator. There are some, some good Riddler challenges, too. I've beaten almost all the Riddler challenges in the game. Um, I think all the main ones I've beaten, and there are uh, some cool ones where you have to actually solve them as Catwoman and Batman, which is oh, pretty yeah. cool because you switch back and forth between the two characters and you have to kind of solve it um, with two different people, like one person standing in one room, another one in another one. So it's almost kind of like, almost like Zelda-type puzzles, which I thought were cool. But That is um, cool. What, I did what, play one of those. Yeah. What did what, you think about the um, Batmobile, Chris? Um, I know that there's a lot of people that uh like it there's a lot of people that don't like it because there was a i mean to be fair there was a lot of batmobile in this game um but i think that's half of the fun (laughs) i I disagree with those people because i actually do enjoy driving around in the batmobile i mean i mean I, i understand the opinions of those who don't but like that's the that's basically the reason why i got arkham knight uh to be honest like i thought i thought that was a good addition I found the story to be completely predictable. Um, there weren't really any yeah. twists or turns that were surprising to me, uh, just because of uh, some background that I have in, in being in just reading the comic books and just kind of knowing the characters. Like I didn't like there wasn't really anything that jumped out at me or surprised me like Arkham City did. Yeah. Um, but you know, so the Batmobile really did kind of fill that gap of of like you know why would i want to buy this game like you know it's the same exact combat there are a couple more gadgets but i mean honestly the batmobile is just so so much fun to drive around like i mean after beating after beating the game just 100 percenting it i still turn it on just to chase cars and blow them up with (laughs) missiles like i enjoy that (laughs) for that for that reason i i really do appreciate it i understand people who don't like it and that that's completely cool and i i get that but for me i just i love the batmobile i think it is the the most fun part of that game 
Awesome. I think it's cool when you fight against the tanks and you're just trying to you're a tank and they're tanks and you're trying to you know kind of a tank battle type thing going on. That's a lot of fun. I have enjoyed that part Reminds me tremendously. Of like the battle tank like sixty four game. Yeah, that that's what I was trying to think of. I was like, there was that game for the sixty four where you played yeah, as tanks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but cool. Yeah, uh, Arkham Knight. I think we can all agree is a lot of fun. It's one of the prettiest looking games. Um, on the current gen looks really really nice um and definitely for ten dollars at best buy this week i think it is definitely uh worth worth your time and absolutely money. so uh um, that is all the current batman games that are out batman the telltale series um is getting started i believe next week and in classic telltale fashion it'll be a five episode series usually i wait for these series to wrap up and then i just buy a season yeah that's what i do like also 15 bucks or something so I probably won't be playing this until the whole series is finished up, uh, mm. but it looks pretty cool. It'll be a fresh interpretation of Batman, and it's not tied to the Arkham games or any movies or comics, but it'll draw a lot of inspiration from kind of those different things. So I think that's good. It's not really tied to anything else, and they have the freedom to kind of go where they want, and the uh, hook on it is you can pretty much choose to solve um, problems either as Batman or as Bruce Wayne, and so... It'll be hmm. kind of the first video game where you really get to play as Bruce Wayne a lot, which um, should be um, pretty interesting. And I always love the Telltale story, so I'm sure that one will be a lot of fun as well. So They're really good at telling stories, and they're really good at creating choices that just once you've made the decision, you're like, I didn't feel good about that one. Yeah. So you go back <laughs> and redo it, and then you're like, well, I don't feel good about that decision. And just yep, really no matter no matter what choice you make, it's either kill the dog or kill the puppy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a lose lose situation. I love that. But uh, be sure to uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your favorite Batman video game is of all time. Mm -hmm. um, we are at Twitter at at Hey Listen underscore Games. You can. Uh, uh, find lots of different questions that we like to post on there, interact with you guys. Posted earlier uh, this week when the new Sonic games were announced, said, hey, what do you guys think about these new Sonic games? Yay, nay, are, they, are you excited? Kyle Anthony at CGA91 replied and said, it's more of a shrug, really. Sonic has fallen off by the wayside in terms of solo games. And I think that's a lot of people's opinions. They're not really super excited about new Sonic games just because it's been so many years of just kind of disappointing games. My opinion, I think they need to make Sonic Adventure 3 because Sonic Adventure 2 is like my favorite Sonic game ever. Oh, yeah. Um, but definitely hit us up on Twitter uh, and we'd love to interact with you guys up on there. Um, finally, our final segment, segment four, we'll try to wrap this up quickly because we're at almost an hour now on our show. Um, it's just what we've been playing this week. Um, Rob, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, I actually finished. Um, I was gone this last week, so I didn't play a whole lot of games while I was gone. But between the last time I was here on the show and now, uh, last time I was told everyone I was playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I actually did finish it, beat the game. Super great. Really probably one of my most... It's in... I would say it's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. Finishing it, I loved it. Great story, great gameplay, Awesome. And then I've also been playing Batman Arkham Knight. I just started that one earlier this week, or yeah, earlier this week. And um, uh, like I said, I'm about 25% done with the story and only Thanks. played a couple hours. So yeah, you'll have to uh, uh, text me or update me later when you get further on the story. I'd love to oh, yeah. get, get your thoughts on some of the things that happened. Mm -hmm. um, as far as for me, uh, as mentioned earlier, 
I've been playing pretty much uh, just a lot of Uncharted 4 these last few weeks. I beat all three um, Uncharted games last year in preparation for Uncharted uh, 4. And there's a lot of feels in this game. <laughs> like, it, it's the last Uncharted game, so I was kind of expecting them, you know, they wanted to kind of go out with a bang, and they said it's Nathan Drake's last adventure. So um, it takes place a few years after the third one, and I won't go into any story specifics or anything. Um, but, yeah, they, they introduce um, a new character who's um, pretty involved in Nathan Drake's life, and you play through a lot of flashbacks with this character, and... Um, the interactions with Soli and uh, Elena are uh, really good and charming to see. And it's just, I think it officially takes the title as my most beautiful video game ever made. It's just insane. Based on how many pictures you've taken. Yeah, exactly. Like, go look through my, go look my Twitter and all my, all my photographs. But I've never played a video game where I literally just stop, like, every five minutes and just, just kind of look around and just yeah. explore and just enjoy the view and the art style and the amazing technical things that the developers pulled off and like this game never loads once you start the game up and it just is one oh, giant masterpiece and you're like there's mm. sections where you're driving like vehicles like jeeps and stuff and you just go through these massive towns and like everything just looks amazing i'm like how did they <laughs> make these giant areas look so nice so um i've been enjoying that a lot um i, I'll I, be, I'll be I actually just picked video. it up on amazon Nice. Like so. just now? <laughs> yeah, well, just before we started the episode, oh. Jeff's like, oh, did you see this $10 or $40 on Amazon? I'm like, what? No. Yeah. you, you Buy that now. You're going to love it. And I haven't messed with the multiplayer mode yet. I played a little bit in the beta, but yeah. uh, it was pretty fun. It was almost kind of like Gears of War. So I feel like it'd be pretty fun to team up and play that. So maybe, Gears of War uh, had an incredible multiplayer. So yeah, that, maybe, that makes me feel a lot better about their multiplayer because they've sort of dropped the ball on multiplayer. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a third person cover shooter in team-based squads and oh, um, the kind of the, the new gameplay hook for uncharted 4 is you have a kind of like a grappling hook you can throw on things and swing around to different places which um is actually really cool and you can do a lot of cool stuff with it in the single player so when you swing on the grapple hook do you yell i am the batman uh <laughs> pretty much I, I feel more like indiana jones when i swing on it like, <laughs> Fair like enough. just i want to cue the indiana which jones is, theme which is a which is a fair uh comparison nathan yeah. drake and indiana jones <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've been playing lots of Uncharted 4. Then, um, as far as retro games, I uh, picked up Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga again this week, Ooh. which is uh, first in the Mario & Luigi RPG series for the Game Boy Advance. And so that's a lot of fun. It's one All of the, the funniest feels video games. there. Yeah, one of the funniest video games I've ever played. Um, so I've been playing that again. It's uh, a lot of fun. Um, what about you, Chris? Have you been playing anything this week? You know, I tried picking up a couple other games. I just uh, turning them on and trying them, like uh, Borderlands uh, pre sequel and uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, no, I was I was actually start trying to start my way back into Dark Souls again. But really, to be honest, I just keep coming back to Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get away from it. It, it just new ones. I think I'm out, and then it sucks me right back in. I, I love it. So, yeah. Is this the old one or the new one? This is the brand new one. Oh, yeah, so, so jealous. Yeah, and take it from Chris, as I also know he's a huge, huge Doom fan. And uh, if, you, if you're a Doom fan at all, I think uh, uh, you will definitely enjoy this game. I played it a little bit. Chris brought it over a few weeks ago, and definitely a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of carnage, a lot of mayhem, but it's just a lot of just kind of what made the original Doom games great, but in a more modernized, uh, up-to-date version. So 
A lot of fun. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for a good sale on it, and then I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, it's it's worth. I mean, to me, it's worth any pet. Pa- I mean, whenever, whenever. Yeah, I mean, any price you can get for it <laughs> is perfect. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, any like sales perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love my sales. So. Yeah, it's good. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get it. I'm going to get it here soon. So. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think that bat about wraps up our show this week. A bat wraps up our show. <laughs> a bat. Oh yeah. I just totally said a pun there. I so punny. Um, so uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Jeffrey Morse. You can find Rob at Rob Douglas Five, and you can find Chris on Instagram at uh, De- or Doom Guy Zero Five Four. And your Lego account was? Uh, Sir Cecil054 as well. Sir Cecil. All right. So thanks so much for joining us uh, this week, Chris. It's been a blast having you on the show. And yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your favorite Batman video game is of all time. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to turn in next week. <laughs>